Welcome to Crazy Day, where I explore my own curiosity and invite you along for the ride. Ready to go? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Crazy Day, my podcast about curiosity and what's been on my mind lately. My name is Matt, and this week I'm curious about pain, achievement, and the question of what if that arises if we stop long enough to talk about healing. Now, while many of my episodes take the form of me sharing a thought or a lesson I've been learning lately, this one's going to be a bit more open-ended, but I hope it will at least stir some ideas up in your own mind this week. Still with me? All right, let's go. Years ago, when I was in training for the Army, we were doing our morning run through a part of the fort I'd never gone through before. As we were running down a gravel trail, one of the rocks turned out to be a piece of concrete set in the ground, and when my toe clipped it, I went flying forward. My right knee hit hard, and a rock took a deep chunk out of the flesh above my kneecap. I was bleeding everywhere, and so they sent me to the medical station where they bandaged the wound and put a brace on it to limit how much I could bend my knee for maybe a week or two while it healed. Now, despite this restriction to my mobility, I made every effort to not let it slow me down. Having a knee that couldn't bend made climbing the stairs in the barracks difficult, but I figured out a neat hop and leg swing technique that let me ascend them pretty quickly, while I could swing on the handrails to skip multiple steps as I descended them. I couldn't run down the sidewalk to morning formation, but I did rediscover the joy of skipping, which sometimes let me move even faster than my fully mobile friends who could bend both their knees. Man, I was good at living with this wound. I was even able to excel with this wound. And I definitely proved to everyone else that I was able to keep up despite it. Of course, physical wounds heal on their own with proper medical care, as mine did. Within a week or so, I didn't need the brace anymore, and those new moves I had learned were quickly forgotten as I returned to my natural, unbroken state. In fact, I think if I were to have continued to climb stairs with that hop-and-swing technique— or to skip down the sidewalk to morning formation, I would have gotten a lot of weird looks, and perhaps rightfully so. See, I didn't need to keep proving myself capable of keeping up, because I was healed. Those moves weren't necessary anymore. But that brings me to what I've been curious about recently. See, it's an unfortunate fact that many of us grew up being teased, bullied, or belittled as children. Even the kids that grew up in the so-called perfect homes often faced painful experiences behind closed doors. Too many of us are told that we will never be enough, achieve success, or grow up to be something of any value. Recently, a grown man wept as he told me how his parents shamed him as a kid for his love of drawing comic books, because he would never make any money with that, and instead forced him to learn other skills that were more reasonable. Unfortunately, these experiences are all too common, and many of us still live with the wounds they cause. We move on from those moments, changed, 
having internalized the hurt until its impact becomes a part of who we are. It shapes how we act, think, and behave. It molds our motives and how we view the world around us until we forget what it was like to live without the wound. Because all too often we don't get or we don't take the opportunity to stop and do the work to heal from the pain caused by those moments. Some of us grow up believing the words of those who hurt us, becoming paralyzed by the belief that we will never be enough until it shapes everything we do. Others use those wounds to catalyze their lives into an act of rebellion, as if to say, oh yeah, I'll show you. Over the course of my life, I've had the opportunity to speak with a number of entrepreneurs and people who our society would generally describe as successful. And while I found some who have a drive based on what I would call a healthy foundation, many of them told me that their drive to succeed and accomplish great things in life came from a need to prove to someone else that they could do it. There's this, oh yeah, you say I can't, let me show you that I can, attitude behind everything that they do, even in why they do it. They seem to need to prove to some literal or figurative others that they can do these things. They want to show those others that they're wrong. One friend of mine told me once, I love it when people tell me that I'll fail because I'll just double down on my actions to become even better to prove them wrong. Now, I'm not going to lie. Many of these men and women do some pretty impressive things. Our society tends to put them on a pedestal as the type of people we should want to be like and imitate. But while their accomplishments may be astonishing, their list of material gains enviable, and their apparent drive inspiring, I can't help but wonder if it's not drive that I'm witnessing, but a hurt kid who's still trying to feel seen and validated in perpetuity by a nameless, faceless bully or parent. If deep down the accomplishments are less about having an impact and more about feeling vindicated, because I think back to when I had that time when I hurt my knee. When I was wounded, that's when I felt the need to show others what I could do, to prove myself, to be validated. Once I was healed, I didn't keep walking around saying, I'm going to prove to the rest of my platoon that I can move as fast as a soldier who can bend both their knees, did I? Of course not. That's not something a whole person with two healed knees would say. And yet, when we hear a grown man or woman say, I'm going to work extra hard to prove someone wrong, why do we see that as inspiring instead of what seems obvious? That they're still trying to stand up to that bully that they're still fighting back against that abusive parent or still desperate to assert control in their life from someone who took it from them all those years ago. What I can't help wonder is what this world could be like if those of us who desire to start a business, 
to grow our impact or to expand our sphere of influence in some way. We're to start by healing the wounds of our past. If instead of building a business out of a need to be validated by a parent or to fight back against an abuser, we started from a place of healing and love, of wholeness, and of a clearer picture of who we truly are. Like my friend who wanted to draw comic books. He grew up to be a really successful businessman, and he made a lot of money like his parents wanted. But that entire career was based on a huge wound that he was only able to start healing from in the last year. All I can think about is how everything he did in his career was tinted by that wound, by the shame, and by the hatred he had for his parents for driving him away from what his soul called him to, for making him cringe to even touch a marker or look at an art set. What could the world have looked like had he been able to work through that childhood wound earlier and picked up a marker with love 30 years ago instead of spitting acid and holding back tears while writing his first business plan? Sure, he made a lot of money. He probably even made a lot of other people a lot of money. But at what cost? So that's it for this episode of Crazy Day. If you know someone who would enjoy this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would share this with them or even on your social media feed. If you haven't already rated or reviewed this podcast, would you take a moment to do that now? That helps get my little show in front of more people. Regardless of what you do, though, thank you so much for listening. I love you all, and I'll see you on the next episode of Crazy Day.